Welcome to the Healthy Business Matters Podcast, where business owners, HR professionals, and insurance brokers can unlock the hidden potential within each employee by leveraging concierge healthcare. In each episode, your hosts unpack navigating solutions like theirs to drive better employee engagement, productivity, and more importantly, overall quality of life. So grab your morning coffee, start your commute, and welcome your hosts, Nathan Barr and Dr. Andrew White. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Healthy Business Matters podcast. I'm Dr. Andrew White. Nathan Barr. And in this episode, it is the last of our first season, and Mm -hmm. it's going to be a good one. I get the pleasure of interviewing Nate and hearing a bit of your story. Listeners, if you have not uh, had a chance to hear Nate's story, it's a unique one and one that I think you'll find uh, to be inspiring, especially if you're working in healthcare and you're feeling burnout, frustrated, mm-hmm. like there's got to be a different way. Uh, there's Nate's story is one of courage, and uh, it's been cool to see how it's evolved. Nate and I have been friends now for uh, since about early maybe 2020. We think mm-hmm. we met around the time that we had launched both of our companies, ironically. Yep. Um, and uh, it's been cool to see how our friendships evolved and then how our companies are all working together. And so, again, I'm really excited to get a chance to highlight you and hear your story today. So, yeah, man, uh, awesome. let's get started. So, mm-hmm. uh, most people, I think, would know this about you, but if they don't, you're a nurse. I am a nurse, yes. Uh, and yeah. so, I'd love to hear how you got into healthcare, mm-hmm. why nursing, yep. and uh, kind of what was your initial role in nursing? Yeah, no, I... I started out similar to you. I started out pre-med, actually, um, taking on that manly role of being a doctor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and But through that original education experience, just felt a different path in front of me. And I think it came a lot down to my personality. Um, I'd, I'd taken a lot from my parents and their guidance. And, and uh, when I, after I started college, I remember going home on the weekends and, and talking to them about you know, things I learned and just, you know, downloading, um, you know, missing that home environment and their, their knowledge. And, uh, I remember my mom saying, she's like, you know, your personality lends itself to being much more like a nurse versus a physician. So I, you know, asked her a little bit more about that and she was a nurse's aide herself. Mm -hmm. And, um, she's like, you know, just that compassion, the empathy, the desire to form a relationship Mm -hmm. is just, it's a big difference between traditional medical training and then, and the nursing world. And so, that was the switch that I needed to go into nursing. And so I was one of five male nurses in a, <laughs> in a nursing program of 60. And that uh, was at uh, Grand Valley? Uh, Kelvin, actually. Kelvin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I went to Grand Valley later on in my Got educational it. career. Okay. But, um, but loved it. Loved it from the beginning. I mean, it, it resonated. I felt that passion and purpose. Um, the topics were exactly what I was looking for. And, uh, and yeah, so it, it, it fit and, and I loved it. Um, what I didn't think I would get into after getting into nursing was the emergency department. I had my sights set on critical care, uh, or maybe even just a med surge transition. Uh, but I found myself, uh, as a new grad nurse working in the emergency department. And you talk about some of those moments where you, uh, crap your pants and get, you know, basically, um, thrown in the fire and, it was scary, but where I'm at today, I attribute a lot to those early experiences as a nurse in the ER and, and really the need to think on your feet, think creatively, 
and to know where your resources were. But then the autonomy that it um, provided as well is uh, it's a high skill position where you got to make a lot of critical decisions very quickly. So, um, so no, so I started out my career ER nurse, cutting my teeth and getting good at it and starting to like it a lot. Uh, but I really felt like I wanted to do more. Um, and I know there are nurses who uh, find a career in bedside nursing and we need that. Um, but I really had this entrepreneurial spirit inside of me that, or just the desire to advance and impact more where I was like, what's the next step? And so I went and got my master's uh, in healthcare administration from Grand Valley. And, um, and that propelled me into my next phase of my career, which truly opened my eyes up in a very um, negative way, unfortunately, towards healthcare. Um, I got into more healthcare administration, more of that leadership position and role, and, and quite honestly, um, began to not like my job as much. Um, that purpose and that meaning that I felt as a nurse and doing that care for individuals and now being tasked with leading nurses, which I love doing, and, and, and supporting them, but also making decisions related to healthcare strategy for the organization that were not aligned with our patients' needs or our staff's needs. Um, and so I had, you know, was in those administra administrative positions for several years and, uh, and really started to beat against the four walls of the hospital. Um, I, was, I was like a caged animal. I was an entrepreneur. I wanted to fix things and I was trying to fix things and I, and I just couldn't. And, and so, um, you know, really where, where that got me um, was in some, uh, you know, some deep water, uh, unfortunately. And I, you know, I had started, you know, slightly before, you know, that transition out. Um, I started thinking about this concept because what I heard from our patients was, is I can't get into healthcare. I can't access my doc. I'm coming to the ER for a work note and a prescription refill and for ear infections and dental pain and all these things. And you're like, why in the heck are we using the ER for these different things? And, and so it, it, it really opened my eyes to say, we have a, we have a massive issue in healthcare access and we have a massive issue in healthcare transparency as well. Um, and so I started really thinking about this idea of what does it look like to decentralize healthcare services? What does it look like to, um, to bring healthcare back to people, which seems like a crazy novel idea, but it's shown to be that way. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then we were speaking off uh, before we started, and you had mentioned <laughs> that, so you were in some deep water. Yeah. Uh, you were rocking the boat a bit, mm -hmm. and then you got fired. Yeah, I did. I. Uh, it's something that when it happens, you feel that shame about, and it was, it was a really strange moment where it was almost like I had been thinking about this idea for Health Bar, and um, and I had actually so, so this whole this whole days plus events happened in May of 2020. So I mean, we all know what was happening in May of 2020. Uh, the world was in chaos. COVID was around, and uh, a lot of uncertainty. I had already been thinking about the idea for Health Bar, and so I was. I remember sitting in April of 2020. My wife and I are sitting in our armchairs just talking at night about this idea for this business and like, why don't we file for an LLC? You know, like there's no reason not to really, you know, so I'm that entrepreneur that just starts doing things. And if I get my wrist slapped, okay, <laughs> I'll adjust and go the, the other direction. Uh, so I filed for my LLC because I was like, there's no harm in this. 
um, in April of 2020. And then uh, May 5, 2020 comes, and that was the day. Uh, Cinco de Mayo will be etched in my memory forever. Um, not in a good way. And uh, that was the day that, yeah, I got let go. I got let go from my position. And, uh, and you know, took some time to process. And uh, I drove home. I usually drive home, and the first thing I do is check my mailbox. You get home, like get the mail, whatever else. And sitting in the mailbox is my business license right there. The state approval says, hey, well, you know, Health Bar is a recognized business. And so to this day, my uh, our license to do business was May 5 of 2020 from the state. And so um, uh, a believer in God and I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And, um, and so that to me was just weird, like just punch you in the gut moment. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, saved moment where you're like it's huge differences yeah. um and so i i just feel like i'm on a mission now to to change healthcare through nursing yeah, yeah. and it's so cool to hear you know i one of the ways we bonded early mm-hmm. was our mutual faith mm-hmm. and our stories are very different but similar in the sense that we both felt this calling mm-hmm. this feeling of unease of dissatisfaction with what was going on we both had easy roads ahead of us Mm. that if we just continue to rinse and repeat what we're doing we'd had would have had very comfortable lives yep and god stirred something in both of our hearts Mm -hmm. and it's so funny about the provisional things that will often when we look back uh happen Mm -hmm. you know uh so it's cool it's really cool to hear that so tell us a bit about Health Bar. So you've mentioned yep. a bit about some of the ways that you saw you could fit. There was a need in the in the market. Yep. And now Health Bar is, uh, I think, evolved a lot probably from what you originally thought. So yeah. I'd love to just have you share that. Yeah. We say a lot internally that in the past three and a half years of having the business, we've probably started two or three different businesses. Yeah. Um and the beginnings of Health Bar were us as a decentralized nursing workforce, um, going out to businesses and schools trying to provide COVID support. Um, I had this vision in my head for this primary and preventative care decentralization where we're going to people in their homes and their businesses into schools and breaking down those barriers of access as well as cost. Um, how do we break the, the payer model uh, necessarily with this? But when uh, you go to market in the midst of a pandemic, I mean, there's going to be certain needs that occur. And so we're a healthcare workforce. And so we did a lot of COVID-related services. But really, we didn't lose touch of what that vision and sight was for the future. And uh, so we took our relationships and our scale and some of those revenues and folded them into what Health Bar is today. And that's really a we provide custom healthcare services for businesses and schools across the state of Michigan. You know, people hear that, they're like, what does that really mean? And so uh, we best tell our story of what we can do through stories, right? So it's that it's that mom who has a kid with an ear infection instead of going to an urgent care, trying to schedule an appointment with their doctor, you know, to get there in two, three days later. Um, we see them same day in their home at a place of business, um, virtually, any of that stuff. Um, it's that person who has a chronic health condition and has nobody to turn to, nobody in their corner or an advocate. So someone who has a complicated disease like diabetes. And so what do you do to manage that condition? What do you do to navigate all the questions that come up or medication changes or need for dietary changes or care plans? 
um, we work with people through all those things and help them achieve their health goals. Um, it's everything from uh, pre-employment physical, some basic OC health stuff, through um, you know through something complex and organizations trying to reduce their medical spend because they have a lot of high cost claimants and other um, you know needs hitting that. So we we address a lot of different things, uh, but really with the idea is that. We're not going to depend on a brick and mortar approach. We're going to depend on this decentralized approach where clinical care comes to you. Um, the beauty of what happened during the pandemic is everybody got comfortable with virtual care. And so virtual care is great um, as a supplement to in-person care. And so we really take those different things and say, how do I interact with someone in person, virtually, phone, text, email, all the different communication mediums? to really provide a wraparound healthcare service and a comprehensive healthcare service um, to them. So uh, we've been, yeah, really launching and running with that program for the past two, two and a half years. And it's, uh, it's proved um, very successful. And for us, um, and we've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but engagement, um, how much do people use you as a provider is a good indication of whether or not they like you or not <laughs> or find value in you. And, um, and that's what we put a high emphasis on is that engagement, and then a relationship component of what we do um, with our services. Yeah, and it's something that when we first met, you know, I remember we both were <laughs> trying to innovate the ways in which our professions were being delivered mm -hmm. to people. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember us both talking about, we were sitting in Ferris Coffee mm -hmm. when we first met and mm -hmm. uh, in Holland, <coughs> and we were, trying to bring uh, we felt like there's some synergy there but we didn't really understand like how yeah. to really make it work yep. uh yeah. and so it's funny it's cool to see now uh how our company's been able to uh to find ways to reach people mm -hmm. and, and it's and it's funny because i feel like we're uh in a lot of ways uh like kindred spirits and yep. that we are both very passionate about our professions mm -hmm. uh but and there's, again, a lot of parallels and then some differences. And so one of the things I wanted to hit on as we wrap up mm -hmm. is you're very passionate about nursing yep. and uh, the role that nursing plays within healthcare, yep. and then some of the issues that currently exist for nurses in, yep. in healthcare right now. Yeah. No, I mean, I, if anything, you know, I said if this business fails, if anything I can do is, is help and support and change the nursing profession and maybe enable other nurses to carry the torch where maybe we didn't. Um, I hope that's not the case, but in anything, I know this problem's bigger than us and bigger than me and our business. And the only way I see us truly tackling a lot of these healthcare needs is through larger movements. And so a lot of what we've created as our culture at Health Bar is we're a nursing movement. We really want to engage that nursing workforce and empower that nursing workforce to really see their their ability to change healthcare. Healthcare has traditionally been physicians building medical practices that then drive strategy, physicians owning hospitals. Um, and But what people don't really understand is that there are 4.8 million nurses in the US, gonna be more as we go. And the power that that group has within their scope of practice to make a meaningful dent in our healthcare needs is, is huge, it's absolutely huge. Um, you know, usually when you're working in a hospital, nurses, you see your nurse at the bedside and they're doing tasky things, but I don't think you really understand how nurses run hospitals too. And so they're a very smart and skilled profession. 
And uh, what I'm trying to do is unlock that for nurses. Uh, unfortunately, nurses are seen as cogs in the wheel a lot too and disposable by almost every healthcare organization. And so cultures have turned them into pieces and numbers that can be exchanged uh, you know, easily and quickly. And that's where I think I see so much burnout that's occurring within nurses and mental health issues within the nursing profession. Um, you know, I recently had a nursing um, colleague packed from, you know, from the hospital who committed suicide. I mean, it's a very real issue that exists. And so how do we change not only how nurses are empowered outside of the healthcare environment, but also within the healthcare environment? And so that's really where we're looking to say, how do we how do we support and save and provide alternate work options, advocate for nurses within the hospital setting, um, truly get to that point of, of saying nurses have the power and capability um, to do that. So I, you know, I, I am extremely passionate about it. I think um, nurses in general just have a huge, huge opportunity to change healthcare. And, um, and so I think it's a key to the, the next phase of where we're going. So it's something that when we first met, mm -hmm. I had no idea that there was a mental health crisis going on with the nursing. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right that COVID really changed a lot of the behaviors for most Americans when it came to healthcare. Mm -hmm. uh, and the idea of nurses being able to tackle a lot of the entry-level concerns that employees are or just patients have. Yep. Uh, I can speak from experience. You know, you were sharing a bit uh, when you last episode, when you interviewed me about how chiropractic has influenced mm -hmm. your life and your family's life. Nursing has been a big thing for me in the sense that since we've become friends, there's been multiple times that I've called nurses on your staff for my own health, for mm -hmm. urgent care, or my family's health. Mm -hmm. And the convenience, the the transparency with fees, the the immediate outcome that I can measure, and I don't have to worry about the confusion, the frustration. It's it's a much better solution, mm -hmm. and that's something that I know with the, your direct primary care. Yep. I think is is a really unique and needed service uh, because you're right it's frustrating as all get out mm -hmm. when you talk to the general public about how do you navigate healthcare, yeah. and we talk about this all the time right mm -hmm. like when we're educating employees in these mm -hmm. businesses whether it's your your nurses and nurse practitioners or our chiropractors half the time we're just trying to educate the employees on how to navigate healthcare yeah. when it's appropriate like when you shared earlier about when you're in the ER and you were talking to patients who were there because they're two-third or they had an ear infection or yeah you know that's just an incredibly ineffective and expensive way mm -hmm. to utilize healthcare, yep. uh, which then breeds a lot of distrust and frustration so it's really cool to hear your story mm -hmm. and your passion um, and so I wanted to just thank you uh, for uh, sharing your story today. Uh, again, uh, listeners, if you hadn't heard Nate's story before, I hope again you found it inspiring. Uh, and where can people learn more about Health Bar? Yeah, we, 
we work a lot with insurance agencies. And so if you're a business and you want to inquire about our services, maybe ask your insurance agent if, you, if they've heard about Health Bar. And if they haven't, maybe to reach out to us to learn more. Um, we, you know, work directly with businesses. And so we'll interface uh, with them. So visiting our websites. Um, we have uh, healthbar.com as our website. You can always reach out to info at healthbar.com. Um, contact information and forms are on there. But um, you can follow me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. You can reach out to me directly and uh, send me a message. I'm huge and a uh, huge advocate for um, networking, sharing knowledge, really open sourcing this kind of movement. Um, I don't have anything to hide. I'm, you know, I'm here to, to help others succeed. Um, yes, I want to see as well, but again, the, the problem is way bigger than us. And so how do we share and bring others alongside of us to do the same work, uh, to really create this movement kind of approach. So, uh, so yeah, I would love just to have a conversation over coffee, a uh, quick phone call, any of that. Awesome. So uh, we hope that, uh, you've enjoyed our first season of the healthy business matters podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't know, we have a landing page, healthybusinessmatters.com. You can, uh, bookmark that we always update um any of the show notes any of the content that we produce will be on there as long as long or as well as our episodes mm-hmm. um we're going to be releasing or starting our second season in january of 24 so the next time you hear from us it'll be a new year happy new year happy new year <laughs> you'll have christmas and turkey and lots mm-hmm. of other fun things um, in the meantime, you can follow Healthy Business Matters on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook, as well as, again, as our landing page, healthybusinessmatters.com. If you have any ideas for potential new guests or, uh, or topics you want us to talk about in the new season, please reach out. Hope you enjoy this season, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, happy holidays. <laughs>